This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. We've got our old friend, our old buddy. If you've been an SNR listener over the years, you are very familiar with Adam Crowley joining me in pinch hitting or I don't know. Off the bench, pinch hitting, whatever. He's in for Arthur Motes today. You get it. Uh, last chance here, final minutes. If you do want to get some more tweets in, at underscore Adam Crowley, at Wesley Euler. We will get to some interesting tweets, some good questions that we've had so far. But first, Crow, man, you know, speaking of uh, reckless speculation, man, there's been a lot of that going on with J.J. Watt since his release by the Houston Texans last week. Adam Crowley, if you look uh, – According to Vegas, right, the nine favorites for J.J. to land, according to Vegas odds makers, are the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Tennessee Titans, the Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, Seattle Seahawks, and the Los Angeles Rams. So three AFC North teams in the conversation there. Crowley, this morning, some interesting news came out. A lot of different reputable outlets reporting that J.J. Watt is strongly considering maybe even leaning towards the Cleveland Browns because he believes that they are headed towards a championship window. I tell you what, obviously the storyline of J.J. coming to Pittsburgh to play with his three brothers would be really cool. But J.J. going to play against his two brothers for a rival in the division with the team that just knocked the Steelers out of the postseason – Oh man, Crowman, I don't know. That's like a that's like a soap opera. That's a drama straight from Hollywood right there. Yes, it is. And the Browns not too long ago, two off seasons to be exact, were collecting football cards. And that's not how you build a roster. You build a roster by going after what you actually need and building it, not by going after all the all stars, but by building it through the trenches. Um, that's what they did whenever they uh, drafted a left tackle, whenever they got Conklin to be their right tackle. Uh, they said, we know you can't win in this league unless you've got a great offensive line. Well, uh, this year, they could do both. They could build through the trenches on the defensive side of the football, and they could collect a football card. If I'm the Browns, I throw a whole bunch of money at J.J. Watt. Um, people are already interested in the, in the team in that town. Uh, they're mm. winning. They beat the Steelers for the first time ever, really, in a game <laughs> that mattered since they've come back to Cleveland. If I'm them, I'm all about that, and I make J.J. an offer he can't refuse because I do think he wants to play in Pittsburgh. I, I think he wants to play with his brothers. Mm. I really do because I would want to do something like that, and I can only go through uh, my sensibilities, and it seems like they're all very close the way that they've trained together, the way that they – act in subway commercials together, the way that he tweets when his brother doesn't get defensive player of the year. Sure. I bet you he wants to be here. But if you're the Browns, you can throw enough money at him to where the Steelers can't come close. Because if you were to play with Pittsburgh, it would have to be for a significant discount. If he were to play in Cleveland, where they've always got cap space, he could make that money. So it wouldn't shock me to see him go there. And if you can't join the brothers, knowing that these guys oh. are competitive – I really do think the next best thing then, if you can't join them, would be to beat them. I, I really believe that. Um, and to do so in that rivalry, I think would be fascinating. So if he doesn't wind up in Pittsburgh, I don't like Cleveland, but I think that'd be one heck of a storyline to follow. 
No, it absolutely would. In, in terms of the storylines, right? I mean, other than him ending up in Pittsburgh, that's probably the juiciest one, right? I mean, is that fair to say? I guess you could say the same thing if he ended up with the Ravens, but the Ravens didn't just knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. The Ravens haven't perennially been viewed as the Steelers' little brother like the Browns have. I that's I mean, it's obviously none of us know where his priorities lie, right? Is it to go play with his two younger brothers for the first time? Because that's, you know, if we're talking about the reading between the tea leaves thing, right, Adam, kind of like I did um, in our first segment with Ben Roethlisberger and how much he has talked about wanting to play in front of the fans again. Man, J.J. has discussed a lot of times publicly how, you know what, Derek and T.J., they played together in high school. They played together at Wisconsin. I've never gotten to play with either of them because of the age difference. How much is that a, a, a real priority versus just something that he, in theory, thinks would be cool versus how much of the priority is? We obviously know he's well over the age of 30 now. He is on the back nine of his NFL career. This is, I would think, his last substantial chance, right, to really – uh, command a decent sized contract. He's not going to get paid the same money. You know, he's not going to get paid a highest paid type of defensive player in the NFL like he did whenever he first uh, signed those extensions with Houston. But is it is the is the priority to play with your brothers? Is the priority to cash in on perhaps your last big NFL contract, or is the priority to play in a Super Bowl? You know, to to have a chance to win, to to go and chase a ring. Um, you know, to to do what he just saw guys like Ndamukong Sue and Antonio Brown and and some and, and Rob Gronkowski doing a place like Tampa Bay, Tom Brady as well too. Does he look at it and say, okay, where can I get two out of those three? You know what I mean? Do I think okay, Steelers, I can play with my brothers, and I think we've got a chance to to go on a run, but the money isn't there. You know, does does he look at somebody else and say, okay, well the money's here, I think the Super Bowl window's here, but I'm not getting to play with my brothers, and also too, Adam, I. I think this has to play a factor because we hear so many guys at his age talk about this. Is weather a factor for J.J.? I mean, you know what I mean? Like when you're getting into your 30s and your body's beat down, do you want to play in AFC North football in Pittsburgh, in Cleveland, in Baltimore, in Cincinnati in in November and December? Uh, Do you want to play for the Green Bay Packers, right, and have to play in Lambeau and play in Chicago and in all these places, these cold-weather cities, or – is a place like L.A. more attractive because of the weather? Is a place like Tennessee or Dallas more attractive because of the weather? Hell, is he sitting there wanting to run it back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Miami Dolphins? Um, I just, to me, we're never going to know what his priorities are in that regard until he actually makes the decision and speaks about it. But that's where the fun speculation rests with me. Yeah, I would think the weather is probably not an issue. Because if you look at the teams that are listed, Vegas knows a thing or two about yep. why they place the odds the way that they do. Yeah. I don't think it matters to him. Uh, Wisconsin, right, guy. True. I just, I just don't see that being a factor. If Ben comes back in Pittsburgh, I could see him looking at the Steelers the same way Ben would look at the Steelers. J.J. probably thinks wherever I go, I give them a boost and I take them up a tier. Uh, just because you believe you're great until the day that you walk off that football field. I think J.J. thinks that. Hmm. So if J.J. could come to Pittsburgh, play with his brothers, Ben comes back, I think he'd think he could get two of the three. I think money probably is not as big of a priority. Now, the question, what's he think about Roethlisberger? What's he think about that Browns offense? Sure. Right? Um, Which place does he think gives him the better chance of winning 
I bet you that's what it all boils down to for him. Hmm. Um, but but I think you said it well. I mean, can you get two out of the three? Uh, if you do, which two? Right, right. And, and and look, maybe money's not a thing for him. But what if he is offered that you know hmm. astronomical money? So right. we, we'll have to see um, if. You know, if he doesn't wind up in Pittsburgh, like I said, I would root for him to be in Cleveland because I think that the storyline is great. But we do always the Steeler root for the story. fan. Yeah, the Steeler fan burning inside of me though thinks if you're not coming to Pittsburgh, please go to Green Bay and get the hell out of our way. <laughs> Stay the hell out of our way. All right, so let me put your, uh, you know, put you on under pressure here. Make you make a call. Where's JJ Watt end up? Or no, sorry. You know what? Because forget that, because that's just pure reckless speculation. Let's not say where does J.J. Watt end up. Crowley, if you were J.J. Watt, where would you end up? Well, I'd come to Pittsburgh for free. I mean, if I were J.J., <laughs> uh, you can live with the crowd, man. You could babysit. Uh, you could hold the baby. Come on by. The pad is open. We've come got a gym in the, the garage. Boys. Well, it's funny. Uh, if he would come down, every, we could put every single weight that I own onto the bar, and he'd lift it up with one arm a hundred <laughs> times. So... You know, I don't think it would work here, but no. In in all honesty, if I could, if I could pick, like if Deshaun Watson went to Miami, I think they'd have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Yes, and then you would have the money, the weather, oh. the winning chance. That would be awesome. Um, Buffalo to me, yeah. Uh, if money were no object, which it is, I would I would think strongly about going there as well. My answer, Crowman, if I was JJ Watt. I'm signing with the Rams if that interest is real. You get the lineup next to Aaron Donald, the best defensive lineman. I mean, you've got you've got the two best defensive linemen of this era lining up next to each other if J.J. were to go there. A defense that's already really good with Aaron Donald, with Jalen Ramsey. Now an offense that's rejuvenated with Matthew Stafford and, and has a good young running back in Cam Akers and an offensive line that was graded as one of the top five this past season and playmakers with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and, and, and Sean McVay. Yeah. And I'd look at it too and I'd say – and maybe I'm just a little biased in this regard because you and I, you know, AFC guys, I'd say, man, I look at the AFC and I see the Chiefs and I see the Bills and I see the Ravens and the That's Titans true. and the Colts and the Steelers and the Browns. There are some really good football teams in the AFC. I look at the NFC and I say, okay, the Packers are really good, but th that's a combustible situation with Aaron Rodgers and everything there. That feels like that could go up in flames at any minute. Yeah, the Bucks are the defending Super Bowl champions, but we know how hard it is to repeat. They've got a lot of free agents that they've got to deal oh, with now, too. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's Tom Brady, okay? I mean, just whatever we think we think, don't think it anymore about those guys. I mean, it's tough to repeat Tom Brady, okay? I want to stay away from that guy. TB12. If I'm looking at it, though, I look in the NFC and I think Rams, Packers, Bucks, there's your contenders. I look at the AFC and there's six or seven teams, I think, that I could see winning a That's Super Bowl. That's probably fair. Or at least making it to the AFC championship you know game. So I'm going to L.A. Weather, good team, line up next to Aaron Donald. Send me, send me to the City of Angels, baby. That's that's pretty good. Um what about the Chiefs? <laughs> well, you know what? That's a great one, too. But then you're talking about the money situation because they are strapped as as yes. any as just as much as anybody because I believe, right, this is the year that the Mahomes extension finally kicks in. The the big money Mahomes m contract. I do, I do believe so. I could be wrong there. Adam Crowley, Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz. What do you say we uh, get to some of these tweets, Crowley, man? Is that, uh, is that all right with you? 
I don't see is I really have a choice. So go ahead. <laughs> Steeler Bomb is enjoying the show, Crowman. He says that you and I need to do a late night grown up show where we drink a 12 pack before we go on the air. <laughs> Who's to say I didn't? Uh, Snow Day. Uh, um, but Steeler Bomb also says I hate how now Hall of Fame voting seems like it's done in the same style as fantasy football and Madden ratings in this era, where it's just all about stats on a piece of paper instead of your overall play. For me, I mean, for me, Pouncey is a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah, but when was it not about stats? I mean, it's always been about stats. Uh, I, I think now more than ever, I'm actually going to disagree. I think we're going we're gonna to eventually start going the opposite way. And the reason I say that is I think longevity is going to start to matter less and less. And I think peaks of players' careers huh. is going to start to matter more and more. I mean, like the Pat- already, like, that's, like, that, that, that's the Patrick Willis conversation, right? It's Patrick Willis. It's Andrew Luck. I mean, hmm. it's Megatron who just got in. Uh, I think, you know, Barry Sanders. But I think we're going to see that more and more because players understand what this game does to their bodies. And it's not going to so much be about the numbers from a career standpoint, but maybe what did you do during your peak and how were you viewed whenever you were at the top of your game? Um, I think that's well said. I think that's the way it's going to have to go. That that then, because I think you're right, and man, then right, doesn't Patrick Willis just become like the ultimate case study in that regard? I mean, didn't even play a decade in the NFL, but for seven or eight years was easily the best linebacker, like easily the best linebacker in the game for, I think, at least eight years. I mean, the dude played nine years and was an all-pro in eight of them every year except for his rookie season. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely be something to keep an eye on here, too, especially, I think, right, Adam, is it's it's so hard to carry over stats from era to era, you know, because Heinz Ward's stats look pretty good for his era. They look terrible compared to the guys doing it now. That's I, I think you give credit to some guys in that regard. Like, you look at Dan Marino's numbers, and he played in the 80s, and it looks like he could have played last year with the 48 right. touchdowns and the and the 5,000-yard almost, you know, 4,800, 4,900-yard passing seasons. It, it's going to be very interesting to see how that needle moves. But I, I think I might come down on your side in regards of – it's going to become more about at your peak, right? And very similar to the Pouncey conversation. You know, at your peak, when you were in your prime, were you the best for three, four, five, six, seven years? Um, I will be interested to see if it really does shift that direction here yeah. in, in, in the coming uh, decades. Don Juan, our buddy, tweets and says, the Panthers just released Kawan Short. What do you guys think about this as a potential signing for the Steelers? Very good defensive tackle, Kawan Short. Uh, him and Dominic Brown were a lot of fun to watch on the interior of that Matt Rule defense. I tell you what, if Matt Rule can get a quarterback, I think he's got things cooking there in Carolina because he threw that defense together and they were strong last year. Um, yeah, He's 32 years old, Crowman. To me, a lot of that would depend on what happens with Tyson Alu-Alu, right? Because... I think you could say that Alu-Alu and Short are, are very similar. You know, they're not elite defensive tackles, but they are very good, serviceable, certainly, defensive tackles. Um, what happens with, with Alu-Alu? Because I would think, right, in in theory, you would want to have as less moving parts as possible. So if the money's going to be similar, uh, you just keep Tyson instead of going out and getting somebody on the free agency market. But he's definitely a guy who can play. He's made Pro Bowls in the past. Like I said, him and, him and D. Brown were a lot of fun to watch. You know, the vet and the the rookie in there, the Big Ten guy and the SEC guy in there were a lot of fun to watch on the interior of the defensive line for the Panthers. But I, I got to think that obviously that all gets back to what they decide to do with, with Alu-Alu. Yeah, to me, I mean, 
I've always I like the devil I know more than the one that I don't. Yes. You know, Dante Hightower back in the day was offered the same contract by the Steelers as he was the Patriots, so he just went back to the Patriots because he knew them. Uh, if I'm Alu Alu, if I'm offered comparable money here as I would be somewhere else, I'd stay here. And if I'm the Steelers, I want a guy who knows my system and who's comfortable with the surroundings. So I'd just like to see them bring Tyson back. I think he was a wonderful player for them last year. couple more minutes here. Rush to your phones or your keyboards if you want to get those tweets in uh, at underscore Adam Crowley, at Wesley Euler. Last kind of, I guess, conversation. Last thing I wanted to kick around and get your thoughts on, Crowman. Um, some big news last week. Uh, I don't even know if big news is the right way to put it. I don't know if that's the right term, but um, comments that made a lot of people in the NFL kind of their, their eyebrows raise, their ears perk up. And that was, of course, Russell Wilson going on the Dan Patrick show um, and talking about how he thinks he should and he would like to have more of a say in the personnel decisions on the offense for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think anytime an athlete says something like this, crowd man, it always raises eyebrows, but particularly in the NFL, particularly when it's a franchise quarterback and somebody who has always been right. More of the soft-spoken quiet guy like Russell Wilson. He hasn't been some brash outspoken. He hasn't been Baker Mayfield through his career, right? Uh, he, he's been always the, the team guy, the quiet guy who never really, you know, he's the, he's the good company guy in that regard, right? Like rarely steps out of line, never gets in any trouble, doesn't create any noise or any commotion off the field, but he certainly did with those comments. So, Crowman, I ask you, um, for guys like Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, is certainly there as well too. Aaron Rodgers, right? These these veteran quarterbacks in the NFL that have a track record of success, that have been franchise guys, that have carried the torch for a decade, close to a decade plus. How do you feel about player empowerment as it relates to the National Football League and not necessarily right the movement stuff? Because that's a different conversation. The Deshaun Watson and the Matthew Stafford and the player empowerment in terms of changing your situation. But more so in terms of the voice that they should have within the locker room. Is is that fair for Russell Wilson to to want that role, to want that power? Yes, and I'm not sure that the conversations are different. I think that one hand washes the other hmm. in this circumstance. I think you give quarterbacks who want say at least the feeling that they have a say, or else you could expect the Deshaun Watson stuff to happen. Uh, I think we will find out if a precedent is set with what happens with Deshaun Watson this offseason. If he is moved, you're going to see a lot of NBA stuff go on. If he's not, then I think that things will continue to be the way that things have been with quarterbacks. But if I've always thought if you've got a superstar, you coddle that superstar. If Sidney Crosby, for whatever reason, wants to play with Brian Gibbons, <laughs> playing with Brian freaking Gibbons. No, right? I'm putting my foot if, down. If Ben Roethlisberger wants tall receivers to throw the ball to, give him one, right? You want those guys to be happy. They are the heartbeat of your team, your franchise, and those are the people who, if you're going to win championships, carry you to your next one. So to me, keep them happy. And if you don't, the way things have shifted with younger athletes – they might start doing things with the power that they are granted. Um, and it's tough. It's tough when you've got a quarterback who's disgruntled, um, who's saying, I don't want to be there.
because your hand does get forced. So coddle them, give them what they want, or at least make them feel like you're giving them what they want. Uh, I think it's been proven you really can't win without those guys, not consistently anyhow. Make them happy. A lot of uh, quarterback carousel conversation going around. Now Russell Wilson is being mentioned as being out on the market. There's been some rumors that the Raiders and John Gruden are interested. We all know the Deshaun Watson saga that we've been following since the end of the season. Uh, Dak Prescott, his future is up in the air. Carson Wentz, his future is up in the air. Can I just say one thing on Wentz real quick? I've been waiting for this opportunity. Buddy, absolutely. Go for it. So so dumb for the Eagles. So I think. dumb. Why why you get rid of Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz? Why did you get rid of rid of Peterson if if you weren't going to keep Wentz? That's where the power struggle was. That makes no yeah. sense to me. It, it's it's idiotic from that standpoint. And also, you know, quarterback is the only position you're not allowed to have a bad year anymore. I mean, for <laughs> God's true. sakes, like if you're a running back and and you stink for a year, uh, okay, the next year you rush for a thousand yards, well. Okay, all of a sudden you're in the top ten list again, right? Uh, if you're a wide receiver, you have a down year, and then you bounce back. Ah, oh, he had a bad year, right? Like, Juju was horrendous last season, and then this previous year, he was pretty good. Yep. Had the lowest drop percentage on the team, made a lot of tough first-down catches, things of that nature. Like, you're allowed to have a bad year. But if you're a quarterback, God forbid you throw 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions a year, in one year after you just went 33-7, and seven, 21 and 7, 27 and 7. Carson Wentz would have won the MVP in 2017, and they still would have won the Super Bowl had he been the starter, I think, because that team was that good in Philadelphia in 2017. And they're just going to get rid of him. They're just going to give up on him because he threw one more touchdown than an interception this year. It's stupid to me. Uh, I think we've seen him be great, and I mean great. Why would you think that he can't get back there if if the roster changes a little bit around him or he gets the right coaching? To me, they're giving up on a potential really, really good player way too soon. And, you know, it's not going to happen. But if there were a circumstance where he would land in Pittsburgh, I'd be doing backflips. I think Carson Wentz is still going to be a really – he was awful this year, fine. But I think Carson Wentz is going to have a good career where, where he winds up. Buddy, I agree. I, you know what? It's funny. You've kind of split the crowd. You've you've been the deciding factor because you know we 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 kick this around here in the SNR studios a lot. Dale Lolly and Arthur Motes are completely out on Carson Wentz. They think he stinks. Myself and Matt Williamson are both uh, accused of being Carson Wentz apologists at times. So I, I like how you you fell on the correct side here. I think with myself and Mr. Oh, Matt Williamson. Yeah, we're totally right. I mean, I just. What, the last three years don't count? And, okay, injuries, fine. He's been he's been hurt, but, but their, it's football. But their offense has also been the most injured in the league the last two years. Of course it has. I mean, they've just – I mean, it's like – No wide receivers, of, no of, offensive of linemen, no running backs. But other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Yeah, I mean, everything else has been absolutely fine. What, he just – he stinks because he had one bad year. The three years before it were good. I mean, and if we're talking about injuries, what, you don't, you don't want Deshaun Watson? I mean, you, look, the Miami Dolphins, they passed up on Drew Brees because he got hurt, and instead they went after Dante Culpepper, ironic as hell, right, because then he winds up getting hurt, and he's never good, and Drew Brees goes on to have a Hall of Fame career. I'm not going to pass up on a quarterback because he's oft injured when I think he can still be the guy. In three out of four years, he's been the guy. So, to me, I think people who are sleeping on Carson Wentz, like the Philadelphia Eagles management, I think they're out to lunch. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's just again, it's it's just a disaster class from the Eagles management because if you were going to get rid of Carson Wentz, 
why'd you fire Doug Peterson? Why'd you fire, arguably, other than Andy Reid, the most successful coach you've ever had in the history of the franchise? Like, it makes no sense to me, absolutely no sense um, to get rid of both of those guys. It, it felt like an either-or conversation. All right, you ready for a couple uh, quarterback quick hitters to get us out of here, Crowman? Yes. Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? I'd rather have Deshaun if he's younger. Okay. I guess it would depend on the situation, right? You're right. If you're building around him, you go Deshaun. If you're, you know, maybe like, like if you were the Steelers, would you rather have Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? Yeah, Deshaun Watson, sure. Yeah. If you were the, maybe, I don't know. If if Aaron Rodgers were to leave the Packers, then I think you would want Russell Wilson if you're the Packers, right? Maybe a, a guy who you feel like maybe is more ready right now. But I think you're right. That's Deshaun Watson being six years younger is a big difference there. Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott? Dak. And, and I realize I just said a whole bunch of really nice things. <laughs> do as I say, but, not as I do. But it doesn't mean that Dak Prescott isn't the better player right now. He's hurt. Fine. Okay. But you just heard what I had to say about injury. Dak was doing it this year. Carson's had three out of four good years, whereas his last one was the bad one. I still think Carson Wentz is really good. I think the Eagles are stupid for giving up on him. I think the Cowboys would be clinically insane to be giving up on Dak Prescott. Last one, buddy. If I were to tell you that one of these two guys is going to be the Steelers quarterback after Ben Roethlisberger, who would you rather it be? Carson Wentz or Sam Darnold? Carson Wentz. And I like Sam Darnold, too. I mean, maybe I'm just the guy who loves all the quarterbacks, but <laughs> I think I think Sam you Darnold's just love got the a bright prom future. Kings. But again, Mr. Euler, it's what do I think, what do I know? What I think is that Darnold in a change of scenery is going to be really good. What I know is that I've already seen Carson Wentz be good, and I'd feel even more confident that in Pittsburgh that guy would be able to take off. But that one's close because I do like Darnold. Buddy, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate we you. Did it. Uh, I appreciate you stepping in today. I appreciate the invite. Uh, my daughter has napped the entire time. Love it. Which oh, is we, just, we just bored her to death with all of our football talk. I think we did. And uh, <laughs> she's going to wake up the second I come off the air, which means I'm not even going to get to pee. <laughs> At underscore Adam Crowley. If you're not already following the crowd, man, you can hear him here on SNR from time to time. Hear him with me on ESPN Pittsburgh as well, too. Uh, great stuff, buddy. That was a lot of fun today. And uh, I'll be back on Thursday with Arthur Motes. So you know when to find us. As always, it's high noon. And same time, same place on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.